Hey guys, welcome to Retro Media Talk Podcast. Uh, I'm Steve, and with me tonight I have Mike. Mike Gallus is on the line. We uh, don't have Steve this week. He is at a big uh, concert festival. Yeah, and, lucky guy. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to switch up the tables. Instead of doing a movie tonight, we're going to start, we're going to do a whole uh, segment on technology from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, stuff that we had and stuff that we didn't have, but we, we either experienced from a friend or in a store or something. But anyway, we're going to talk about technology. And to kick this off, let's start in the 70s with the holy grail of game systems. And yes, uh, I think you know what I'm talking about, Mike. Yeah, that would have been a, most likely Atari. Atari 2600. You are correct. Ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. And I, I never had one. Yeah, that blows my mind. I, I know. <laughs> I, I would have thought you, you would have had one for sure. No, the, the first thing that my dad ever brought home was something called Pong. And, uh, you know, we were mesmerized. We thought that was really cool, you know, and then eventually, real quick, it got old. Well, I, I love Pong. I, I still have my Pong, mm. b- believe it or not. You wow. talking about the Radio Shack game it system? I don't know. It was yeah. some knockoff. It may have been, you know, something else. Odyssey, maybe. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I still have it. It was, it was from Radio Shack, and it was oh, like that's Pong. Cool. That's cool. It had really Pong, cool. and it had... Uh, well, uh, I don't know, a few different games on there. But, uh, yeah, I got to dig that out. I, you totally uh, jogged my memory on that. So what did you think? When did you, How did you get your Atari then? Well, this is the crazy thing. It came out in 77, and I remember my aunt and uncles, we were over at my grandma's for um, Christmas, and, and uh, Christmas Eve, and they got to open it on Christmas Eve, that was what the first time I laid my eyes on Atari twenty six hundred, and nice. oh my gosh, I wanted that so bad. You know, obviously my parents didn't have the money for it then, but right. when it came out, I'm not sure how expensive it was, but it was pretty pricey. Do you remember what the game, what the pack in game with it was? Uh, there was a uh, tank game, I believe, that came with it. Uh, oh man, uh, battle something. That, maybe that tank game was fun. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, but I remember, uh, you know, after I mean, you know, they hooked it up. We we played it. I was just mesmer- mesmerized by the Atari. Right. And uh, a lot of times, um, you know, I got dropped off on the weekends to stay the night at my grandma's, and oh my gosh, I couldn't wait to get there every weekend because I knew I'd be playing Atari Twenty Six Hundred. You know. Right. So you did not get the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. What I mean, did you no. know anybody with it at the time? Yeah, my grandparents bought one. Oh wow! And so, but here's the crazy thing. Okay, they always hooked up their Atari to a thirteen-inch black and white TV. So I'm telling you. Uh, I have not experienced Atari in color until the 90s when we found one somewhere and we hooked it up with my cousin. And I'm like, whoa, it's like actually in color? Because to me, it was always black and white. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I don't remember what year it was when I got the Atari 
2600 for Christmas. I don't know if it was like a couple years or a year. Uh, that's where I'm like really foggy on when I got it. Right. So what was the game? What was your go-to game on that? Oh, my gosh. Well, I will tell you, Ernie had a, you know, a, a kid down our, in our neighborhood that lived down the street named Ernie. He had Atari 2600, and he had the he had a game I never got, uh-huh. and, 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 and I really liked, and it was a Haunted House. Oh, really? You remember that game? Do you, no, I, I don't uh, think I've ever played no. it. Yeah, he had that game, and there was a couple rarities that uh, I don't know if I'm not sure why I never got it. If I, I don't know, but I I used to love. Um, oh man, there was like a Bond game. There was a you know Frogger. There was Frogger. Frogger was was fun, but it was frustrating as hell. You know, it was just gosh yeah. dang man. It was it just. I remember throwing the controller a couple times. I mean, you know, you yeah. Atari 2600 was stressful because you got to so many levels, you couldn't save it, and once you died, boom, was it. you got to start all over right. again. Right. What about, you remember, uh, was it Keystone Cops or? Yep, yep, I had that That was one. a fun game. Yep. The game for us... As a family, I mean, we used to have competitions for bowl- in bowling. Yeah. And I remember my grandfather, he had he always had the highest score. I could never beat him. Oh yeah. I don't know how he did it, but he made a mark. <laughs> it's funny. He grease penciled a mark on the screen so he knew exactly when to release the ball. Wow. Mhm. Man, he was hardcore. Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I had a I had a lot of games. I mean, I I I don't know how because games were expensive. Yeah. I always talked my mom into, you know, I don't know, doing chores, trying to earn money for games. One of the games that I really liked, what was it called? Oh man. Um I Pitfall? liked a lot of the ga- yes, I love Pitfall. Uh a lot of the, it was another frustrating game though. Yes. Did you have Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yes, I loved Raiders. I loved all the like. I loved the, the movie, movie games. games. Yeah. All right, so I gotta ask because this is the biggest question: Is did you have the 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 horrible ET game? I did have ET, <laughs> and I, I I played it nonstop, and I can never figure it out. Oh my gosh, that is the game that took Atari down. Yeah, it was it was very frustrating. Very frustrating. So for those of you who didn't know and who didn't live through this, in 1983, there was a huge video game crash because of this E.T. game. And no one, hardly anybody bought it. And eventually, uh, Atari went bankrupt. And no one wanted to hear of a video game console for, for at least two years. Wasn't there a documentary on it? Yeah, there's yeah. there's a really good. Um, I think it's uh, it's called the v- video game. There, there's one that Sean Astin actually voices. That one's really cool. I can't remember the name of it, but then there's an awesome series. If you're really into video games, if you can find it, I know it's on YouTube. You can just type in the video game years, and it goes yeah. by years. It's it's incredibly really cool. A lot yeah. of a lot of great information in there. 
Yeah, I watched some of that. That, that is good. So you had, obviously, you had Pac-Man, Pitfall, Asteroids was huge, River Asteroids, Raid. yes. Um, River Raid was fun. Enduro, I remember that one. That was that was a car game. Yeah. Pole position. Boxing. Defender. Um, yeah, there's the Halloween one. Oh, and there's I don't know the Haunted House I, game. I don't know how I never got that one. That just ticks me off because... Um, well, uh, since I don't have any more, uh, I ain't worried about it, but, but yeah, those things would have been worth a lot. This, this was the first iteration of, you know, cause I basically grew up in the arcade. And so this was like the first time that arcade games were finally hitting consoles. And so, you know, this was their first attempt at, right. you know, like Galaxian, Dig Dug, Pac-Man, that kind of stuff. And I always felt that, you know, they fell flat because I was always expecting, you know, to see what you saw in the arcade. And obviously they just couldn't do that. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you, you kind of had to use your imagination playing this right. game, these games because the graphics were so pixelated. <laughs> right. The only thing I can say that I miss about having like a cartridge type game like Atari, I wish they would have uh, maybe, uh, you know, like the games today. Oh, they had a Porky's game? <laughs> what? <laughs> I just saw it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, They'll do anything. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, so I love the fact that you can just pop it in and it loads instantly. You know, I, I yeah. just love the convenience of that. And, of course, we'll get to Nintendo so the Atari got kind of stale. I mean, it was just the same old games. Yeah, they were releasing games and all that, but um, computers were starting to rise during this time, and my dad had brought home this computer called the Commodore 64, and we didn't know anything about it. We hooked it up, and he had we had bought a game on a cartridge because we, we also had the disk drive, but we didn't you know, really know how to use it yet. So we had this cartridge game called Buck Rogers, The Planet of Zoom. And that was like, you know, that was kind of like a real arcade game. And so that was, we were kind of excited for that. Because that was the only game that we had. So we played that for like, I don't know, two or three weeks. And then he had a friend that we went to church with who also had a Commodore. Mm -hmm. And so that weekend, I remember getting Commando. Bruce Lee and oh, yeah. Summer Games. Oh yeah, Summer Games. All in the same weekend and oh man, that was like that was it. Well, you know, what what year was that? That was get... like it was probably late 84 or uh early 85. So was that when we started hanging out or when when was that? Yeah, because we started hanging out our 7th grade, so that would have been 85. Okay, 85? Yeah. All right, so so you introduced me and uh, other friends of ours to the Commodore 64. Yeah. And we were blown away. Uh-huh. I mean, the graphics on that were just amazing for that time. Right. <laughs> we all wanted to go to Mike's house and play the Commodore 64 and, uh, what, and Cooch and... 
Ernie and you know we we would spend the night over oh, yeah. at Mike's and we would yeah. play uh, games all night long. It'd be an all yeah. night long fest. And what was the what was the game we loved to play that scared the crap out of us? Oh, that was uh, the Beyond the Forbidden Forest. Yes, that was an awesome game. Yeah, I remember one night you had stayed over and we tried to figure that thing out and we could we could barely get past the first level because it was so freaky. Yeah. And it was like it was it was like tremors. Yes. Like those worms coming out of the ground, they'd grab yeah, you, you and you, you never know when they were coming and no, it was you just had a, freaked you out. All you had was a bow and arrow and you had to shoot them. You had to be at the right angle yeah. because it was one of those games where you could actually walk into the screen and you got smaller. Yeah. So it was it was like kind of groundbreaking. It was. It was. And then I don't know what year it was, but my dad picked up the Atari 800XL computer, which was comparable to Commodore, but it wasn't quite right. there. But here's the cool thing about that is we had games that were made for both systems, and we could, you know, trade those. Yeah, and the XL, the 800XL had a lot of good games on it. But right. when, when okay, remember Children's Palace? Yep. Well, oh, I, I, love I that was store. yeah, and I was dying to get my own computer, and I finally talked my parents into getting my own computer, and they had one that came out after the 800 XL called the 65 XE. It was a lower, oh, lower grade computer, but you could play a lot of the same games as the. Oh, I think you play. I think they were compatible with the 800 XL. Uh, the games, yeah, because I used to copy my dad's games, play them on the the uh, 65XE, but yeah, but um, yeah, so I finally got that. I don't I don't know what it retailed for, but but I the same deal happened. There was a guy at church that had all these games, and and the the one what was it? Some guy at your church had the the Commodore. Yeah, he had he had Commodore, so we used to get a ton of games. Ton of games from him. him. Yeah, so in our church, well, you know, uh, my dad got a bunch. Some guy came over. I remember one time, and they just <laughs> they copied a bunch of games, you know, on the big floppy disks. Yeah, this was this was before you know copyright protection was was put in place. Yeah, exactly. And then if you didn't have a disk drive. Some of these computers had like a tape drive. Yeah. Well, th yeah, this one had a tape cartridge drive too. Really? Um, but yeah, we played mostly all the games on the. Uh, oh, wait, I think that. Well, I know the 800, I think, had a cartridge. I don't know about the 65XE. I think the 800 did. But see, this was the cool thing, okay? This was like before the internet. And we were doing internet before the internet because what happened is you could get a modem for one of these computers. Mm -hmm. um, my friend Isaac had a 300 baud modem and it was the coolest thing. All he had to do is call this number, okay? And this board would show up. We called them boards. It yeah. was basically a website, okay? But yeah. it was before the internet. Right. And what you, what you did is you had to upload a game in order to download a game. Yeah. And it was, like, really cool. But you would be on the phone 
like downloading this game for like three hours. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it, was, it, it was it like, was probably fifteen meg. Yeah, exactly. That's hilarious. Wow. Maybe not even that. You know, it was probably a hundred k or something. Yeah. Gosh. So his phone bill was like astronomical. I remember that happened. I remember you telling me that. <laughs> but uh, oh, I mean, yeah, man. there was so many cool games uh, for the Commodore. I mean, man, that was that was my whole teenage years right there right. until until Cooch got the NES. Yes. And then things kind of changed again. Yeah. So let's go. Let's go. Cooch was the first one to get the NES. Yeah. He was the first one. And I remember laying my eyes on, I believe it was Kung Fu. Oh, yeah. That's a great game. And I was just blown away. I just, oh, I wanted to play yeah. that game constantly. The cool thing about the NES is they got, a ri- they got rid of all the load times. Yes. Because with the Atari... And with the Commodore, that was the main drawback. You had to wait forever yeah. for a game to load. And, and remember the sound, you know, oh, yeah. beep, 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 loading, loading, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I hated that. That was the worst. So, yeah, but on the computer, though, you could save some of your backups. You know, you could save some of your, your spots in the game. Yeah. Eventually, the NES would get that. But there was no load times. It was like you started it, and that was it, you know? Yeah. Well, it, dude, do you remember? Okay, so what year did NES come out? That came out in the U.S. It came out in 85. 85. So yep. when did Sega come out? Sega actually, I think they actually beat them to the market, at least in Japan. Uh, it would have been 85 with the uh, Sega Master System. Yeah, and I had that system. Yeah, I did too. I liked that system. Oh, I did too. I loved it. I can tell you right offhand my three favorite games. One was Rocky. You remember that game? Oh, well, of course. That I love like, that game. That was awesome game. That was great. But my favorite one though was Black Belt. Oh yes, I love Black Belt. And some of the wrestling team used to come over to my house to play that game. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that game. What? Okay, so now I I did get. Nintendo at one point, but I don't remember when. But when I did get it, I got it mm-hmm. with that robot. Remember the robot? Yeah, Rob. Yeah, right. <laughs> Rob the robot. Yeah, so I got that whole whole package deal. The robot was so stupid. <laughs> I mean, you, you really couldn't do anything with the damn robot. I don't know. No. I, it was just cool, you know. It was just, but but it was like it was like I don't even know what I did with it, and I don't know. If I got Sega after Nintendo, I, you might you might have. I got I think I got Sega first. Okay, because I, I can't remember. I just cannot yeah. remember the timeline of when I got both systems. I'm gonna add a little plug in here. Um, come Christmas time, if you want to check out a really cool movie, check out the the movie called Eight Bit Christmas. Oh yeah, Eight Bit Christmas. That, I saw that is one. a really cool like throwback to these kids who are trying to save up money to get NAS. Yes. That was a that was a good movie. Now there was a, a there was a couple kids in our neighborhood that got a couple game systems that we did not have that I oh, really liked. One of them was one of them the Neo Geo? Yep, there was Neo Geo. 
and ColecoVision. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who had ColecoVision. Uh, Ernie had ColecoVision. Okay, okay. I was going to say Ernie, but I, I wasn't for sure. Yeah, because I remember this was, this was, would have been a time when Atari was out. Yeah. And I remember seeing um, a Donkey Kong, because that was their big, yep, their big Kong, thing. Yep, yep. And it looked so much better on ColecoVision. Yeah, it did. ColecoVision had great graphics. Yeah, so that was kind of a step up of Atari. Yeah, and then there was uh, the Neo Geo. It wasn't around long. I don't yeah, remember I don't, I don't, the big draw of the Neo Geo. It had a. It, it was. It was more of like a 16-bit graphic system. Hmm. But I thought that beat out. I thought that came before the 16-bit system. So that might have been actually the first one. Okay. Yeah, that, I mean, it had great graphics, I remember. But I just right. don't remember. It just seems like a flash, and it was mm -hmm. gone. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, um, it was one of those things. You either had it or you didn't. Right. So then, um, okay, we got, we, we're talking well, about on. the... Let's talk about some of our favorite NES games. Cause well, yeah, let's do the NES. Cause, I'll uh, tell you right now, my favorite one, you probably can guess it. Why don't you try? I'll give you a little hint. I am not a platform gamer. I don't care for platformers. So your Mario's and your Sonics and all yeah. that. I I really don't play those games. Yeah, I remember that. With you and Dan used to play. Oh, me and Dan used to play Mortal Kombat all the time. Oh, Mortal Kombat. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's it. No, but my favorite. Oh. <laughs> I thought my, that was it. <laughs> no, that is my probably my favorite fighter. I mean, we yeah. hammered the heck out of that. I know. I know. But my favorite NES game of all time has got to be in the very first one, Legend of Zelda. Oh, well Zelda, yes. I I guess I I wouldn't even think in Zelda. But yeah, that was like that was like the big big one. That was like I had the gold one. Did you have the gold oh, one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. the gold one was so cool. I wish I still had it. Yeah, Legend of Zelda. I've never finished it, but that was like that was like the pinnacle of games. You know, that it, was, it, yeah, it was. It's very special, whatever. and I thought that was the very first cartridge that had the battery backup in it. I don't know about that. I don't. I don't because so. that was their big thing. You could save your progress. I just remember that was the coolest looking cartridge. Yeah, but it was. Oh man, I spent hours on that game, and I never even finished it i was i've finished the depressed. whole thing oh, it took me it took me three months but i did it <laughs> it would have it took me three years I oh just, my gosh at the end i mean i'm telling you that last the last one it, it is so frustrating yeah I, I, I you you got good patience with games i have bad patience like <laughs> when i get to a boss and i don't and, and i can't beat him like 10 times i give up and I you, just, you I were quit. into the fighters. Yeah. Uh, you you probably would have been a big Punch Out fan then. That's my number two game. Well, I was gonna say Punch Out because I knew you yeah. played bun yeah, Punch Out. Punch Out is so love much fun. Punch Out. Uh, Duck Hunt. That was great with the gun. Yeah, Remember that gun? was cool. That was I, really cool. I had that that gun, and I really yep. loved that game. That was a fun game. And then the other one that's very simple. Oh wait, I know one of your other favorites. Yep. Let me let me guess. Let me All guess. Right. It is Castlevania. Oh, that is a classic. I yeah. mean, that is it. It 
That was one of your favorites. That one, yeah, that one's awesome. It's mostly because the music is so good in that yeah. game. Yeah. And then, like I was saying, the the one that was really simple. It's I didn't know that it was this simple until I watched some guy beat it on YouTube. Is Jaws? Oh, Jaws, yes. But that was a fun game. Yeah. I could never figure it out back then, but I know how to play it now. Yeah, remember Double Dragon though? That was yeah. an awesome game because yep, we, we could team up together. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, that was great. And then what about Contra? Oh, Contra, yes, Contra. That was a that was a frustrating game, but that was Contra a fun game. used to just. Oh, piss the heck off! Yeah, me, you yeah, know, because it, it was so. It was so. You get one. You get like one shot. You get hit once. That's yep, it. Yep. Yep. But the one on Cooch used to be Cooch used to love the racing games. Oh, I love the racing games yeah, too. Yeah, the racing games were were fun, but they would they could get frustrating. Uh, what was mm -hmm. the big one that you well, guys used had, to play all the time? Uh, out, Outland or uh, Outrun, Outrun was my out, that was probably my favorite. That is still a classic. If you can find the, the best version is the arcade version. Yeah. So if you can get it working on the MAME emulator, it is a blast. Yeah, Outrun was fun. That yeah, that game is great. Now, we used to play Enduro Racer. We used to play Mock Rider. I think it was. He used what to about Spy Hunter. Yeah, Spy Hunter. I used to play that all the time. <laughs> okay, going back real quick, you know, we had we all had different we all had different styles that we liked. You know, Steve liked more of the fighter games. Now, Ernie, we had a friend named Ernie. He was the role playing guy. You know, he was the guy that was playing text based games, yes. story games. Yep. And so I got into a couple of them. And I would always call up Ernie to come over and say, "Hey, help me, help me finish this game because I can't figure it out." But Steve, do you remember a game on the Commodore called Project Firestart? No, I don't remember. Oh my that gosh, one. that has got to be the most underrated. This was survival horror before it ever started. It was was this game? Well, was it first person? No, it was not first person. Oh. It was set in space. Yeah. And they showed the first opening screen is some guy kind of like mutilated on the floor. And you find out you're in this ship and there's aliens everywhere. Yeah. And you have a gun, but very limited ammo. Oh, I hated that. Those games, <laughs> this one was so hard. They, basically, at the end, what you had to do is you had to rescue this girl. And then the ship's about to blow up, and you have to race oh, somewhere to get off. Yeah. But it was it was the coolest game. It was so hard. I think I've only beat it once. Some of those games that came out that were kind of like, you know, heading into the, the horror were kind of like Doom. And um, this one that I first played on Atari 65XE was called, like, Asylum. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, it was like... You're, you're you're kind of first person going down mm -hmm. these hallways and yep and there's crazy people around whatever you remember uh, you remember that game chiller chiller i love chiller <laughs> yes that was that was like that was, a horror platformer that was yep. like yep. And, and wait a minute if we mention that we got to talk about the goonies you remember the goonies oh yeah the goonies yeah because they had one the commodore version was different than the nes goonies 2 but hmm. hold on all right, what's the game that we used to play 
all the time. It was a fighter on the Commodore. We used to play this game all the time. Oh, uh, was it? Uh, it wasn't Black Belt, but no, it was. Uh, hold on, uh, not Shinobi. I used to love that game though. Uh, no, not Shinobi. Hold on, <laughs> Kung Fu something. Yeah, it was yeah, Kung something. Fu something. Yes. Uh, okay. It was the way of the exploding. Yes, fist. the way of the exploding. Fist. I love that game. That game is awesome. My son and I, we still play it today. Jeez. And yeah. then there was some knockoffs of that. You had the World Karate Championships. Yes, World Karate Championship. But I still love that game. Yeah, it's. I fun. had that. I had that one on my uh, Atari XE computer. Yep. Um, that was a that was a great one. Mm-hmm. It was slower. You know, it was like yeah, uh, it, it was it, it was slower, but uh, I, I I did like it a lot. Hey guys, do you like Star Wars, Funko, Marvel Legends, McFarland Toys, Legos? Then I got a special coupon code to save ten percent over at Entertainment Earth. Use my special coupon code Craze TV with a K K R A Z. E TV to get 10% off at entertainmentearth.com. Entertainmentearth.com with coupon code Craze TV with a K to save 10%. So yeah, I think I think that's what the NES did. It really upped the ante. It it uh, games were faster, mm-hmm. definitely faster. And uh, they, you know, the graphics got a little bit better, you know. And then oh yeah, yeah. Until we hit 16-bit. Well, it's weird because you know you go from Atari and you go to, to Nintendo. You thought it was crystal clear graphics. Yeah. And now you yep. look at Nintendo and you're like, well, how did I think that was such great graphics? <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's weird because it's like again you're using your imagination to a lot right. of it, and you're like, now it's like everything's so real you go back then and you're like man how did i think this was good graphics but it, right. it's just what you're you know what the the latest and greatest technology back then you you adapt to it as yep. oh this is the greatest thing mm-hmm. since whatever yep. and and then it just keeps going but uh yeah so after nintendo we 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 got the S- sega yeah, that was that was big. But jumping back real quick, do you remember the videotape game console type thing that we bought that we kind of got ripped off on? Yes. What remember was that? That game, that game Dang came it. with. That game came with. It was like a Top Gun type game. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a gimmick. I mean, it was a. It was. It wasn't very fun. What was that? Yeah, I don't remember the name of it, Shoot. but it was hilarious. Well, okay, so after we get done with the games, let's go back and talk about the video stuff. Yeah. So let's let's uh let's kind of hurry through the the next few gener uh I guess systems. Well, we got to we got to talk about uh, the Genesis because that we, led to the Sega CD. I wasn't really big into the Super NES. Well, wait, was the Master System wasn't that CD? The Master System was cartridge. Oh, cartridge. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. 
Yeah, so basically the Master System, I didn't have a whole lot of games for that. Yeah, I, got, I, I had either. Sonic and, you know, a handful of games. But for yeah. some reason, what came... I don't think I had that system that long because, like you said, Genesis came out and that kind of, that was like the big thing. Yeah. Yep. And yep. What, and then they and then they just started re-releasing all those games onto Genesis. Yeah. So I think I sold or I, I must have sold my Master System to put money toward the Genesis. I don't know. I can't remember, but. Yeah, I remember I bought a Genesis used from a guy in Sunnyland. Really? And it came with uh, Shinobi. Yeah, Shinobi. It yep. came with Shinobi and Altered Beast. That was oh, it. Oh, yeah, Altered That's Beast. That's all I had. Yes. Yep, yep, those are great games, Rampage and... But one of my, one of my favorites on the... Well, see, the cool thing about the Genesis is... They the way that sports games played on it. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't compare it. I mean, Madden, NHL looked amazing. Those were the games that I kind of stuck with. But if you want to, this is maybe a shooter or a platformer. There's a really cool game called Rolling Thunder Two, which mm. is really neat. I mean, this game's hard. I could never finish it, but it was like a shooter. Huh. Well, okay, so. So after the mass, okay, wait, are we talking about Master System or Genesis? We're moving on. <laughs> We're talking to Genesis right now. Okay, Genesis. What came after Genesis? After Genesis was the Sega CD. That's right, Sega CD. So that was the first mm -hmm. CD system. Well, there was one called the CDI. Yes, the CDI. Which and I don't know... I don't think it played many games, though. I think it was m basically for movies. They they did have games, but that was the... When I looked the CDI up, because I was like... Remember we used to go in Best Buy, and we saw the... Well, we'll get to it, but 3DO, and they had the CDI, mm -hmm. which is CDI, like interactive or whatever. It held 744 megabytes of 72 minutes of motion video. Mm. Uh, or whatever but but when i looked up now you can go to ebay and you can find all the cdi movies there's they're, they're, i mean they're selling some of them are selling like you know 50 bucks or more some of them wow and and they're two discs and then <laughs> and, and you know i looked up uh terminator is going for like 40 some eight or whatever almost 50 bucks whatever and you look at it cd1 or uh, disc one will have you know, like five chapters, just like a, you know, like an album. And then disc two will have this. So you, you must have had to flip it, you know, when they, when they said, Hey, put in disc two right. to finish the movie. Now, obviously this was before HD or anything else. So I bet it looks terrible on HD because it had to be, to be really compressed. You yeah. Know? Uh, it was yep. discontinued between like six, 96 and 98, and they only sold like 570,000 units. Hmm. That's that's pretty crazy. But, um, um, yeah. Actually, the very first console that went CD was the Turbo Graphics. Oh, Turbo Graphics. I yes. totally forgot about that one. I had a friend that had one. 
Yeah. And I just, I wasn't into it. I, I couldn't really? get into it. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't remember. I seen it one time, I think, by somebody in the neighborhood, but I couldn't tell you who. Yeah, the Sega CD came really quick after that. Yeah, Sega CD was awesome. Now, remember that game we played like all night? At, yeah, at my house. Uh, yeah, that you got. Uh, what Night was it? Trap. Night Trap. Yeah, that was a big controversial game. Yeah, yeah. Back then, that was cool because it was like it was like real video. And yeah, it was kind of like a choose your own adventure type, or whatever. Yeah, you, you had know. to just pick the right sequence yeah. at the right time in order to beat the game, and we yeah. never could figure it out. Right. Kind of like. Uh, what was that animated one that that we used to play in the arcades? That a lot? was Dragon's Lair. Dragon's Lair, yeah. That is like one of the coolest games. Yeah, that was so frustrating though. I, yes, I dumped it was. so many quarters in that dang uh, game, and I never got any. I could never do the timing. I was never quick no, on the reflexes. No. Some things I just never, I never got to that point you know um right i wasn't that good you know i, I well, just there's... was not that good you and cooch were very good at games but i was just kind of like mediocre all the way around <laughs> well there's some games that you it's better if you just watch the person do it because yeah. you know you try and you just get frustrated yeah and that was dragon's lair i mean i could never play that game i i know and and I always like games where I just, I don't know, later on when they came out with games where where you had unlimited lives, those mm-hmm. are the best games for me because I could just oh, yeah. relax and not stress yep. out. Because yep. remember how many, how much stressful when we got to the point where, okay, when you got to, uh, what's the game system with uh, Tomb Raider when that came out? PlayStation. PlayStation, yes, duh. PlayStation. Remember how frustrating Tomb Raider was. That oh, was yeah, the was. only game, uh, that was one of the only games I did finish. But gosh, it was horrible. Yeah, that, I that mean, was it, tough. It took that up so much game. time, so much time. It did. And then uh, Resident Evil, obviously, that was another favorite. I think I finished that one eventually, but I think I had to buy the book, though, to do that. Yeah to finish that one but but you remember you remember playing commando on the 64 and how excited you were when you finished a level and then we started the next level and it was like we were just getting our butts kicked you know oh yeah and then eventually we would finish that level and it was there was such a great feeling because it because games were so hard back then yeah, there was a bigger uh, appreciation of you know achievement, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, my stress level was out the roof, man. I mean, when you had <laughs> when you couldn't save a game and you died and went all the way to the beginning, I mean, it, yeah, it felt like fun. you it felt like you lost like part of your soul, <laughs> like mm. you like you put so much time and effort into it. You were, I, I remember being two hours into a game, you know, like. Atari or Nintendo, one of them, mm-hmm. and lost it all. And yeah. you can't get those two hours back. And I'm like, no, this is this is bull, man. I, I'll never, I'll never put that time in again and and try to beat it. I just couldn't do it. I just didn't have the patience, so I'd give up. But yeah, I mean, you know, later on when you could save a game on a memory disc. Remember, uh, 
what was it PlayStation first thing when, when they first come out with those memory discs or memory yeah, cards? The, the memory cards, yeah. Oh yeah, memory cards. That, that was, was the coolest. Best. Yeah, that yeah. was. Yeah, if we're if we're talking about PlayStation, I mean, that changed that system right there changed the industry again. Okay, where okay, so what was the last system before the PlayStation that you got? The last one that I had, I had the um I had a Super Nintendo. Oh yeah, had Super a, Nintendo. A Genesis yeah. with the Sega CD. I, I had the Super Nintendo too, yeah. And uh-huh. so what I did is back then Babbage's had a deal. Oh yeah, Babbage's. Where if you turned <laughs> in all your you turned in all your game systems, you got the PlayStation for free. Oh so, yeah. I got mine for free, and I bought three games on launch yeah. day. Right. You were the first one, I think, to get the PlayStation. Yeah, because I was doing research up on it. I had subscribed to EGM yeah. and GamePro, and so I knew it was coming. It mm. was just a matter of time, and I got to say, hands down, I probably the, the best experience I've had on that was was probably Resident Evil. That that right, game right. changed everything. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I forgot. We forgot 3DO real quick. Yeah, I don't have much experience. We'll just uh, we'll, we'll just uh we'll just explain it real quick. We went into Best Buy and mm-hmm. we saw the CDI and we're yeah. like I was kind of blown away. I was like they got movies on discs now, CDs. Yeah. But 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 you know, things were going so fast. Nobody wanted to really we we weren't we were waiting to see if the technology would take off. So right. I never got a CDI, and mm-hmm. then there was another one called 3DO, and I wanted that one, but did, they had again, some games. They had some games, yeah, and it actually won the Time Magazine Product of the Year in '93, and it still failed. And it was a 32-bit system, and it yeah. was owned by Electronic Arts. Yeah. It was, they found it in 91, but it didn't come out to like 93 to 95. I think that was the run, three, four, you know, a couple of years. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then it failed, you know. Um, but yeah, I wanted one, but I never, you know, I never jumped. And I don't know what that one retailed for, but, you know, we were just kind of waiting and waiting because every time you turn around, there's a new game system. Right. And I think what happened there is one, we didn't have the money to invest in this stuff. And yeah. two, all your friends either had a Sega or they had a Nintendo. Yeah. And that's all it was right. for a long time. Yeah. So you wanted to get the system that your friends had. Yeah. And and so when that failed in 95, did the PlayStation come out in 96 or 95? The PlayStation came out September 12th, 1995. Okay, that killed 3DO then. Yeah. Probably. I mean... I don't know. I remember seeing it in a in a magazine, and as soon as I saw it, I was hooked. Didn't you stay in line? Them, you didn't stay in line for that no, one? No, I didn't you have to. Oh, yeah, you didn't have to. Okay. I didn't have to because I traded my stuff in. I pre-ordered yeah. it. I just went on day one and picked it up. Yeah, I remember you getting it. Yeah, and uh, you know, I was, I was. That was, that je- was the. I was jealous. Thing. I was, je- I was jealous. I was like, yeah. oh man, I want one of these. <laughs> that it was very cool. But they were like two hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. But then again, this was a transition period. I mean, the early games were. You look at them now; they're like garbage. 
Yeah, but they you looked know, it was, awesome back then. It was all polygons. It was yeah. all transferring, you know. And I think Ridge Racer still plays really good, but mm. the other ones are kind of you know hit yeah. and miss. Yeah. But that was like you know like a revolution started oh, when that gosh. came out. Yeah, and it's amazing that of course it was Sony again. That Sony yeah. always seemed to dominate and everything, well, even though they funny. didn't. They didn't own, well, if we went back to Betamax, what, JVC owned that, right? Yeah, JVC owned VHS. Or JVC owned VHS and, and, and Sony uh, owned Sony. Betamax. Yes. But but they still overtook JVC, and, and what was weird is they made VHS the format, the dom- even though they owned Betamax, which yeah. in my opinion, well, I, okay, let's go back to it. You had the Betamax. I had VHS. You know why we got the Beta? No. This is hilarious. This is so funny. Okay, my dad bought a Beta because we had a section in our dining room. Yeah. And it it was like kind of tiered and it had like these shelves. And the, and he bought the Beta because the Beta tapes fit in those shelves. Well, <laughs> yeah, and, and and what's crazy about that? I remember, I, mean, I liked the way the size was for the beta. Yeah, and I did it, and like it, the size. They were and smaller, the, and and uh, the range was better too. It was, I think, it was four eighty p. Things in around at the same time. There you go. Well, now you can because Sony's revolutionary Betamax deck, which hooks up to any TV set, can actually <laughs> videotape something off one channel while you're watching another channel. Yes. With Sony's Betamax, That's it. you will miss a thing. <laughs> Sony Beta Max commercial. Um yeah, yeah, dude. We loved our beta, man. Dude, I, I gotta admit, the beta we had VHS, you had beta, but the beta seemed like it played clearer. It the way like, it was. It was a higher resolution. It was higher resolution, but it didn't seem like you had to uh it didn't seem like you had to do much tracking. Remember, you know, mm-hmm. with like uh VHS would mm-hmm. would get kind of worn down and the, and you'd have to mess with the tracking. Yeah. It seemed like every time you put a v, a beta max in, it would play without any kind of tracking and it would just play like continuously and and there's be no jumps in it or anything. I'm sure you remember it too. Uh, when the first time you guys got something, and then all of a sudden, oh my gosh, now you can record TV. Yeah, yeah, that was that was like life changing. It was, it was. I mean, I I had a heck of a VHS collection, but I mean, you know, every every dime I made, you know, I, I would go buy more blanks, but mm-hmm. I would have like, and you know, you would you would sacrifice quality to save room so you would tape them at SLAP or SLP oh, yeah. sometimes to fit three movies on a tape and then if it was a really good one like Raiders or, or you know some big hit where you wanted top sound and, and video quality you would tape it at SP and then if it was mediocre you know maybe you wanted two movies or whatever you would tape it at LP you know you yeah. had three speeds to choose from choose from but um, yeah, a lot of times I would, if it was a movie, I'd, you know, whatever, I just want to fit three movies on there. I would tape SLP, and uh, hope you know right. it was it was okay quality. 
I want to say the beta only had two recording. I think it was just LP really? and huh. SP. Okay, yeah. I don't think they had the third. And and we, we all know the story why VHS went out, right? Or VHS dominated. Yeah, go ahead and tell them. Well, so the rumor, I guess, I don't know if it's a rumor or, I mean, it's what I've heard. I heard that the the porn industry pushed the VHS format. Really? Uh, they, were, they were using that format, and that pushed the VHS to the top of the, to, to the dominant uh, line, which is strange to me because if, if Sony, well, Sony backed VHS, obviously, and they backed, their own format, Betamax, but I, I don't know, man. I just don't know why, why um, that industry could have pushed Betamax under, and uh, you know whatever. But because if it was better quality and everything, I, I would have thought if Sony held out, they would have dominated. But I guess they just said, "Oh, screw it. We'll just back VHS," and then uh, I don't know. Whatever. So here it is. They say that Beta had superior sound and image quality, but they had the shorter recording time. Oh. That's what it was. Oh, okay, okay. So how long could you record a movie then? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think they would have just made the tapes longer or, you yeah, know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, it yeah. may have spun faster, too. Oh, okay. So maybe... Uh, Maybe that was the reason. Plus, it was maybe it was cheaper to make the VHS. Yeah, or something. But you know, uh, eventually, I would switch because that was my first VCR was a Montgomery Ward um, VHS that I had to work detasseling for. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was like 1986, I think. And I got my VHS, I think, before you. You did. Yep. And I remember Christmas, I, I would beg my parents, give me a VCR, please, please. You know, it was a dream come true to have a VCR. And <laughs> uh, I remember I remember to this day the brand name is an unknown name. It's called Lloyd's. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd's. But, yeah, but could yours break the copy protection? Well, it did. Um, but, but the funny thing was the, the Lloyd's had a... Um, had a remote but it was wired so you had a wired remote but yeah uh the lloyds did break copy protection i believe because i copied a lot of movies but wait a minute that well i i don't know i maybe not maybe not because some movies were copyrighted or copy protected with macro vision and yep. some weren't so remember I've, the unit that i had broke everything yeah, maybe I didn't have that then, because, yeah, macrovision. I, I don't think I did because even the our uh, our yearbook thing, the video, it was copyrighted. Yeah, or copy was, protected. That was a joke. Yeah. So yeah, you're right, dude. I don't think I had that. So you had a. I had it because I remember I thought your dad had said something about it. And he's like, so how are you getting past the macrovision? I'm like, what's macrovision? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what it was. Oh, man. I had never experienced it. Yeah. Macrovision was a pain. 
It was. That sucked. Hey guys, this is Steve here, and I want you to try the best superfood on the market. Field of Greens, real organic superfood. Just use my special coupon code, Healthy Life, for ultimate savings. The benefits of Field of Greens contain antioxidants, boosts immunity, completely organic, supports healthy metabolism, and a natural source of vitamins and minerals. Try Field of Greens today with my special coupon code, Healthy Life, at checkout. Healthy Life. We should talk about uh, real quick because, you know, we never did talk about the CD. Right. Um, do you remember when you got your first CD player? Oh, yeah, definitely. I got mine in um, 89. It was June. And I tell you, the, the reason why I got it was because of one particular release, and that was Guardian First Watch. Yeah. We had ordered some tapes from Long's Christian Music, and then when Guardian came out, it came out on CD, it had two extra tracks, and I, I felt ripped off because they were on the cassette. And so that's why we, we started buying, we got the CD player and all that, because these CDs were being released with extra tracks on them. Yep, yep. And I remember Christmas of, I guess it was 88. When yeah, it would have been. When I got my first CD player, and my first CD was Striper, In God We Trust. And I just, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah, I was a good blown, one. I was blown away by the quality mm-hmm. of a CD. Of course, my whole paycheck went to CDs after that. <laughs> My first one was Angelica, and then I bought some scores. So my first score was Batman, mm-hmm. and then my second score was Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, and then followed by Willow. Yeah, Willow, yeah. I had that same one. And it was it was just amazing because there was no hiss. Right. There was Everything was clear, it was clean, and it was just like, Wow, this is this is so weird. Yeah, that was so clear. Yeah, it was awesome. Because, you know, we wore our tapes out. I mean, we yep. wore well, what I would do is Oh, you we know, wore records out we, too. We, we 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 would go to the record store, you know, I would buy a record mainly and then take it home to my dad's record player because he had the better system, but he had a tape deck hooked up to it. And I would dub the record to a tape cassette. Yep. And that's what I would play in the car and wherever mm-hmm. else. Would I would play a copy of the album. That way yeah. I didn't wore I, you know I wouldn't wear the the uh you know if I bought a tape I'd wear it out, leave it in the sun, warp it, yep. whatever. Mm-hmm. And I got smart and started buying the albums. What was cool though is when whenever we would go, we would hardly ever unless it was like a prime release, we would never buy the same thing. No. And then we would take it to that record player and just make a tape copy of it. Yep, yep. yep. And I mean, you know, when, when you didn't make much money, you know, we, we would have to buy things without knowing what they sound like. Yeah. So we would, we would each, it was basically like gambling. We would gamble on a cover. Like you would, you would pick one out. I would pick one out that, that was a, you know, 
we i mean right. if, if there was no way to demo it um we yeah, would just have demo. to go on uh, covers or what the band looked like and say oh gosh cross your fingers and we would yeah, both get a different have... you know you would you would get something i would get something and yeah we would hope that one of us got lucky basically and <laughs> <laughs> Either that, if, if if we if we ran into Wade there, he would usually tell us what to get. Yeah, I mean, what yeah. was good. <laughs> yeah, Wade. But because Wade had everything. Yeah, we should and, tell him about. You know, we we were big into Christian metal, so we would go to this this store called Berean Bookstore, and then we'd run into these guys all the time. It'd yeah. be Wade and Dave, and mm-hmm. they were like metal <laughs> connoisseurs. And we were just like, you know, we would float between two stores, one in the mall called yep. Zion. Was it Zion? Uh, it was Zondervan, wasn't oh, it? Oh, Zondervan, yeah. And then uh, Berean Bookstore, we'd float between those two. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, we we spent so much money on, on stuff that a lot of times we never heard of. You right. know, we couldn't demo it. And, you know, same with, like, you know, you go in Best Buy. You, you know, you, 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 if you had a listening station, they would never have the album that you wanted to preview. You know, if, unless it was big. You know, if it was a big, if release, it was a you big could. one, yeah. But we weren't looking for a lot of the big ones. No, we were just we were just hungry for new music. Yeah. So we were looking for anything really. Yeah. Yeah. Anything so, that was heavy. I know, and um, you know, so we we were big into that. And um now do you remember okay so this is this is kind of this is kind of weird but the Christian music especially when they started putting them on CDs which one was it wasn't they cheaper and then the soundtracks or the secular stuff was a little bit more expensive and then it flipped didn't it uh, which was I think, cheaper I think the Christian stuff was cheaper cheaper on CD when it first oh, came out maybe and then because I remember buying a soundtrack and it was like sixteen ninety nine. I'm just like, what the heck is this? Oh yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. And they so, were around like what twelve ninety nine, thirteen ninety nine. Yeah, and then but the soundtracks and stuff were higher. Yeah, and then eventually it kind of flip flopped. The soundtracks got cheaper, and then the Christian stuff got more expensive. But what was great about the Christian stuff that we got? There'd always be a little uh, sticker on there. It said, yeah, buy, buy four, get the fifth one free. Right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, and so we, we, we would, oh, man, we'd collect those stickers. And once we got to the fifth one, I believe, I believe it was, I believe it was buy four, get fifth it one was, free. It was, it was four for one at first. Yeah. And then it eventually went up to five for one. F- five for one, okay. And then it went up to six for one. Yeah. Think all you needed, and then you had to pay the tax. I think. No, I don't. You didn't have to pay the tax. You, you what didn't? they did okay. is they took the sticker off the one they gave you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. so you had to start over yeah, again. Start over again. Oh man, remember that big display? I remember walking into when Brian switched locations. Uh, you know, metal just kept getting better and better, and I remember that big display uh, of Holy Soldier in there. Oh yeah, that was the coolest uh, display. And well, I, do you remember the 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 little cassette, the the preview cassette you could get for two bucks? Or oh something yeah, like that? yeah, yeah, yeah. They had like two songs on it. I remember the first. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I guess we're regressing, but but the first time I was exposed to to Christian metal was Striper, 
and that was at the mall and uh i bought the um the the first album i believe yellow and black attack yellow and black attack on cassette and i saw these guys and i was like oh man these guys look these guys look cool. They look legit. They look like metal. Uh, talked my mom into it, blah, blah, blah. Got it. And I was sold on that. But, you know, we we also listen to a lot of other stuff, you know. But um, Yeah, I mean, Petra, I liked uh, David Meese. Um, you know, we, we, were, we were so hungry. We were looking for Michael W. Smith and stuff, some of his early stuff. And some of the contemporary stuff, like Dallas Home, oh, man. Yeah, my dad was into Dallas a lot of Home. that. Yeah, he he listened to a lot of that stuff. So it wasn't um, all metal. We liked rock. We liked contemporary stuff. Well, I mean, we liked other stuff too. You know, also regular, you know, rock metal. But yeah, I mean, that was just one of the kind of niches we got into for a long mm-hmm. time. I mean, we still like Journey and different things like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, so we got the CD. You got the CD player. Uh, we got into CDs. Well, remember what came in the mid-90s that kind of we thought was going to change everything, and that was the mini-disc. Oh, yeah, the mini-disc was cool. The mini-disc. I remember uh, I knew somebody that worked at Best Buy, and he was going to give me his employee discount. There was a there was a package deal where you got the mini-disc, in the box, you know, the the big set, but you got a mi- a little mini disc with oh, the, it. the player. So it yeah. was all it was like a Walkman. It was like four hundred dollars around oh. the whole set, and I think with his discount, it was like I don't know three three hundred maybe or something. And I bought it. I was just blown away that I could record on a mini disc. Yeah, that and, was really cool. And, and for you guys, uh, some of you guys listen and go, what the heck is a mini disc? Yeah. It was a it disc. It was a big deal. It was a little disc, rewritable disc, that was in a plastic case so it couldn't be yeah. scratched. And, yeah. And, and I love that. That's what well, I loved about it. Did, it. it did have a notch, though, yeah. that was exposed, so True. you could technically scratch you it. You could technically, but it was more protected than yeah. regular CDs. Here's the thing. We didn't even, we skipped right over the Walkman. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did. The Walkman was huge. I mean, yeah, I had that several That revolutionized Walkmans. everything. Yeah, I, it, yeah exactly. And the, the story that I'm going to tell is Wade, he, uh, he told me that, his parents got a call from uh, some friends of theirs that lived in New Zealand. And they're like, we're at this house. You can come stay with us. All you got to do is, you know, buy your plane fare. And so they went. And he's like, he told me, he's like, the only thing he put in his backpack was he loaded it up with cassette tapes. He had his Walkman and he loaded it up with batteries. That was yep, it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was our teenage life right there. And and batteries was like gold, dude. I batteries know, was like they gold. were expensive. And, and and it's like, oh my gosh, man! It was like, remember, you know what? We also skipped over the boombox. Oh yeah, the, the boombox boom was huge too. And how we used to strap the boombox. I, I know, I you know, I used to strap the boombox to the to the to my bike. Yeah. And it would take like what six to eight. It, uh, yeah. D batteries, yeah, uh huh, and you yeah, get 
you would get continuous uh, like couple hours out of that thing, you know, full volume. I remember riding to your house all the time, and my box was it was bigger. It had it was it was longer, and I couldn't strap it anywhere, so I had to just like hold on to it. <laughs> yeah, it's so dangerous. But I would I would blast that thing. I yeah. mean, it was blasting while I'm riding to his house. I mean, I I used to take it everywhere with me. Yeah, I remember on a, a Saturday if I. Uh, you know, I'm trying to hit on a chick or something. Remember, uh, there was a couple of chicks or whatever. I said, "We got to drive up to so and so's," and the and and uh, and I I I thought by bl- blaring some cool rock music, I'd, I'd get the chick out to. to <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh man, how lame was that? You yeah. know, I'm I'm uh-huh. cruising around the neighborhood, thinking mm-hmm. chicks are gonna think I'm cool blaring rock music coming from my bicycle right that's yeah, hilarious uh you know you just do stupid things when you're younger but but it's like you know um it's kind of like that movie uh what was that movie uh say anything maybe or yeah. something where he holds the boom box yeah. above yep. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like kind of like what we really did and then eventually <laughs> you know before the cd well right around the time the cd well for us when we got the cd then you had the the double deck boom boxes with the with the high speed dubbing. Yep, high speed dubbing. Then you could you know you could record a, a cassette in half the time. Ooh. Oh man, that was awesome. <laughs> it was it was really awesome when it flipped on its own and recorded oh, yeah. the other side, and you didn't have to mm-hmm. flip it manually. That was yeah. awesome. And then they also supposedly had like car decks where you were playing your tape and you could easily seek to the yeah. next song yeah which oh. i didn't have that shoot you know what we we also skipped on the What's eight that? track the eight track oh, the, i i didn't have any experience with it i've only right. seen it a couple times but did you have one yeah i had a stereo system i got from my uh grandma some stereo system that had an eight track player but i only had a few eight tracks uh-huh. and uh i never really got into them i never got into yeah, them because it, it was just like they were kind of fading out at that time and well, that, cassette was in so it was like i don't need eight tracks yeah that pretty much sums up the eight track yeah that's the eight track hey guys do you want the ultimate iodine supplement how about liquid b12 how about liquid turmeric in a herbal cold pressed tincture never heated the ultimate in detoxification pure powerful and potent liquid formulas in a raw herbal extract totally organic use our special coupon code healthy life at checkout at globalhealingorganics.com use coupon code healthy life but the mini disc you know going back to that you had this player that was kind of like a CD player and you just put your mini disc in and then you could record and then you take your disc out and you had that portable player that was just like the Walkman. Just like it. It, yeah. it was so cool and you could just skip to the tracks that you wanted. Yeah. It, it was really neat. That was awesome because you could make your own own tracks, mm-hmm. you know, and and skip to them. It was just like revolutionary, you know. Right, and this was before you could not record on uh, a computer, you know, like a CD in a computer right. yet. Right, I was I was taking my cassettes and recording recording them to mini disc. Yeah, and and making mini discs out of them. 
Uh, and those the, mini discs uh, were not cheap. No, but you could use them over and over again. So yeah, that it was, was a cool awesome. Thing. It was yeah, because because you know if you write it on the computer, it just has one use. Yeah, if you had like a unless you had a rewritable yeah disc, but yeah, I mean I I love the mini disc, but. The, the thing about the mini disc, it didn't last long in the U.S., but it no, lasted it a long time in Japan, I believe. Well, that makes sense. I always thought the mini disc, that was the precursor to Sony's UMD format, which was for the, you know, the PlayStation Portable. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that UMD format was, was garbage. I didn't care for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay, so uh, let's talk about vinyl. When did you do you remember when you first started getting vinyl, or were, were you well, too young? I I remember the first time I ever saw anything technical. It was probably a portable radio. So that would have been my first experience with like music. Yeah, mono but then my, mono my, speaker. Yes, mono yeah. speaker <laughs> definitely. Um, I remember I I had gotten one for Christmas one year, and I for those two weeks I just played. You know, it was basically on KZ ninety three. But you know, we our parents were into the vinyl because that's basically what they had, and and tapes were coming. But I think a lot of people had more vinyl than they did. Either mm-hmm. had an eight track or they had vinyl. Yeah. And so, you know, everybody had a record player. Oh, yeah, records. Do you remember those big, huge cabinets? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with oh, yeah. The, with the big, huge speakers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, my oh. family had one. Not my immediate family, but uh, I, I believe my grandma, one of my grandmas had a big console r- record yeah. player. Yeah, I wish I would have still had those. Oh, yeah, those are, They're so cool. Yeah, they were awesome. But yeah, I mean, you know, Dad had you know tons of records and forty fives, mm. and and that's and and he also had one of those little recorders. Um, it was a reel to reel audio right. recorder. Yeah, yeah. That you could talk into the microphone mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, we never got into like he never got into the eight millimeter stuff. He he always had just slides. Yeah. He always took slides. But, but the, uh, you we, remember we, like one of your first albums that you had, or? Yeah, I mean, it would have been my mom took me to the uh, library. Yeah, library. And yeah, you could check out albums there. And I remember one of the first scores I checked out was Jaws. Oh yeah. And so yeah, I was. That was the coolest thing, you know. I had that, and then you had. You remember the storybook records? Yeah, I still got one. Yeah, the, like mm-hmm. Batman and yep. some I think of those I have other the, ones. The Bible. Oh wow! Yeah, I still have That's that one. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, so we were we were into that, and then I got into the basically the scores were were my thing, and then mm. then it you know went from there. It went into the Christian stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know, man. I mean, I collect a lot of scores too back in the day, and uh, you know, well. You know, but bottom line was, I mean, I I had a heck of a vinyl collection, and uh, years later, traded it all in at a video store. Most of all my vinyl, not all of it, but a lot oh, of man. vinyl at a video store, so I could get money to buy VHS. I oh. believe. I, I think it. Was, I think that was it. I, or, or or was it CDs? 
or, or CDs, whatever. But I remember doing that. And now, uh, looking back at some of the albums that I got rid of, they're worth uh, like 500 bucks or more, some of them. Yeah. We, depressing. It's, it's very depressing. It's just crazy. I would have never thought that vinyl would come back. No, I never thought either, uh, because who wanted to listen to a bunch of scratchy uh, uh, sounding, you know, because when the CD came out, I was so glad. It's like, oh, man, no scratching, no yeah. whatever. But now yeah. the retro sound is back in. And now, know. you know, and then you th- you think, you know, retro, the retro sound of an album really does sound good. Mm-hmm. You know, the the bass, the frequencies, everything was sounded really good. But see, we were we were tired of it. Yeah. We, we we like the clear sound of the CD, but mm-hmm. but now everything's kind of reversed, and now you kind of you kind of like that old uh, vintage sound of, right. a, of an and, album. And there's something something about tapes coming back too, that's which that's kind of really weird. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't miss the sound of a warped tape. No, I don't miss the sound of the high <laughs> or analog the hiss. hiss. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was so annoying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, I know. Tapes are back in. Other than that, man, I mean, you're still collecting vinyl. So. Yes. I bought a pretty a pretty good record player. I'm happy with it. And I hear what you're saying, what you you know, some of the range and stuff. Yeah. If you got a good record player, it does sound really good. It's I all just, about the needle. Yeah, it's I hate paying $40 for a record, though. Yeah, I know, that man. Sucks. That's it, it, Yeah, let's talk super quick, because we got to wrap it up, but uh, super quick about how much records cost when we were growing up. Yeah, they were like like eight ninety nine, seven ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Now they're yeah. not. They're, you can't get a record under twenty bucks. I know. It's it's so I mean, frustrating. I mean, unless you get it used, but. Hmm. But yeah, it's nuts, yeah, you man. Could, you could get a single for like two ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. So uh, records were easily obtainable back then. And then, like mm-hmm. I said, you know, if you had a blank cassette, you could just record the record to that, keep it in your car, and then when it got real hot out, and you you didn't care if it got warped or not because you didn't pay ten bucks for the cassette, you paid right. ten bucks for the album or whatever, and had a backup. So you always had a yeah. backup. So the cool thing now is I'm taking all my records and I'm recording them just right into the computer. Oh yeah, yeah, making just MP3s. to have you know yeah. just to have a digital copy yeah. just in case. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there's something about albums to me. I, I just loved going album shopping, but I would be so anal about you know leaving the plastic on the album. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't want any finger marks like I do still do, like yeah, on, the fingerprints, on, yeah, or 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 yeah, fingerprints or like the nail marks, you know. So I'd always, yeah. I just always kept the plastic on the album to protect, you know, the the cover. Yeah, and that's that's the cool thing. That's what I like about um, the vinyl is you, the, everything's bigger. Yeah. You know, and and we're like getting older, so it's harder to see. Yeah, it was and... nice to see the lyrics <laughs> big, yeah, you know. You open up albums. a you open up any cassette and try to oh, read gosh. those lyrics yeah. now, you can't read them. Yeah, I can't read the lyrics. It was no. cool. It was cool when you saw the you know, the thank yous and the different things. You could, it's just easily read. And then sometimes right. they, you know, they have another 
photo or something of the album or the uh, band in there or yeah. something. And then um, you can easily get a, um, you know, a, a piece, a framed art thing where you can put the album in if you really wanted to display it or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I like about it. Yeah, it's really cool. I don't know if I ever bit, get back into collecting albums. I, get, I, I just collect too much other stuff that uh, I can't afford it. But, man, I do miss having, you know, a good album collection. Right. But, yeah, man, uh, so we'll have to do this in two parts. Because we haven't talked about any of the video cameras. We haven't talked about... Um, Shoot, I don't well, know. we haven't talked about the DVD, the Super no. Bit DVD, nope. the 24-bit yeah, the, CDs that they the released. The VCD. The VCD. Oh, man, there's just... Ugh. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, we could do another hour, I guess, on this. MP3s, Napster. <sighs> was, yeah, but that was... Uh, well, that, that was, was that was in the 90s. It that was in was. the 90s. Oh, gosh dang. But, hey, guys, uh, thanks for listening to Retro Media Talk podcast uh this is our technology episode but we're gonna have to do this in two parts because there's a lot more we got to get to so uh stay tuned we'll have part two coming up and uh please uh check us out on all the platforms we're on apple podcast spotify uh stitcher red circle anchor fm youtube uh under craze tv with a k uh and some other platforms plus if you got a amazon alexa whatever you can always tell her to say alexa play retro media talk podcast and she'll play it off amazon music so sweet uh yeah so yeah mike uh, we covered a lot of ground here but we got more to cover yep. um so hopefully we'll have a lego back he can fill in and uh mm -hmm. and talk about his his technological uh, experiences too so <laughs> right. next week uh yeah we'll do that man that that, that sounds great man it's cool to th look back on all this uh cool technology and talk about it uh man it's overwhelming though sometimes you yeah. think about all the stuff you had and so hey guys thanks for uh listening to retro media talk podcast we'll talk to you guys next time and see then ya